0: Welcome to Justin and Greg's The Jags Experience. This is episode six? Episode six. We're in your headphones, we're in your, in your car, we're everywhere you want to be, and everywhere you don't want everywhere? to be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like in the shower or on the toilet? Believe it or not, when Elon Musk sent that Tesla to space, he mm-hmm. was tuned into The Jags Experience. I don't think that was true. Nope. That's a straight up lie. Anyway, welcome. It's Monday. It was a wild weekend, and I'm here, and I've got all the energy in the world because I'm on my fourth cup of coffee and I'm, I made you f- fresh coffee. Well, actually, producer Mark left some coffee here. Like, good Phil and Sebastian, fresh beans, and it hits hard. What? It hits hard. Okay, let's just clarify. They are Phil and Sebastian beans. They're not good. They're sour. No. And all I want That's is a Pike called acidity. No. no, it's better than the Starbucks. It's just different from what you're used to. I just want... You usually drink junk. I'm a Starbucks drinker. I love Pike Place. They take, like, cigarette butts. No. I'm fine with that. Oh. They're delicious. I want my coffee to hurt me a little bit, not like... Ugh, Tastes like a sour patch kid. Mark, hey, did you watch the World Cup this weekend? I watched some of it. Yeah, was heading. You, you watch some of it? Well, I mean, like I had the church. Yeah. went out to that, so I just saw, So like, you had it on your phone while you're sitting there. Yeah, and I had. I like, watched the game. I was cheering for Croatia, obviously. Yeah. What I liked about it was there was goals. Balotelli, Aguero. There was a lot of goals. It was like really hey, long. I think it was like the first World Cup in three since like 1970 where they scored more than three goals. Yeah. I'm like, how sad is that? Well, and it should have maybe been a little bit closer because that refing call was interesting. Well, I don't know. I don't really know the rules. I was like, yeah, touched his hand. I guess that's a free shot. No, it's about intention. If you try and knock the ball down with your hand, but anyway, it was controversial. How can you judge someone's intention? Right? You can't. Right. And so the call in the field was... He didn't do anything wrong. He watches a video replay and goes, I guess now my I think his intention has changed, even though nothing physically showed. That. What What threw me off was if you if you watched it, you, you saw this. He was there looking at the replay, and then he left, took like seven steps, went back again to recheck what he saw. And then I was like, oh, no, whatever's coming, yes or no, you're making a mistake. Quick 10-second recap if you didn't know. I think the score at the time was 2-2. Two, two? It was 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. And then, well, anyway, the rules of soccer are so bizarre, but he gave, basically gave away a free goal. I mean, the French the French won. Congrats to the French. Vive oh, la France. France? Yeah. French judges? He was paid off. Well, You know, he he might have been. I don't know. Yeah. It was good, though. If soccer had fun. more goals like that, mm-hmm. I would watch it more often and have a lot of fun because it was kind of like a shootout, and Croatia was all over them, and they ended up mm-hmm. losing more goals in sports. That's why basketball is so much fun because there's yeah. so many goals. It was... It was, it was fun to watch, and it was fun to tweet about, too. Yeah, I saw you tweeting about that from the Justin and Greg account. Yeah. You did good, man. Thank you. Did you see what I changed your name to? Le Justin and Greg? Yeah, Le Justin and Gregic. Because every single Croatian player's last name ends in IC. IC. Yeah. No, no, I, I actually, I see what you're saying. What do you mean? It's That's funny. It's no. a pun. No, get over it. Not a thing. Okay, I want to follow up on some stories we've been covering. So mm. uh, I think it was last episode of the one before. We talked about the greatest blockbuster to hit the, the big screen. Skyscraper debuted this past weekend. Remember, right. it was The Rock. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, mm-hmm. and his family was in the biggest skyscraper in the world. And we were we we're kind of panning the whole idea of saying like this this movie sucks. I th- do you think we're past calling him The Rock? Like everybody's like the Rock. Who's that? What's that? I don't know anything. Why do people call him the Rock? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He will always be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, he might be to you weird wrestler fanboy. No, and you guys can let us know. Is he? Will he always be the Rock? Because I, I believe that he no. will always. He's just Dwayne Johnson. No, he's the Rock. Who's the Rock? Dwayne Johnson. Same guy. No, the Rock is a movie with Sean <laughs> Do you smell? Prison Escape movie. No. Yeah, that's what it is. It's also that, but it's not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Who did it first? Who did what first? The People's Elbow? Dwayne called Johnson. It, no, called The Rock a thing. I don't, I don't know who started the English language. David the versus rock. Goliath. Oh he grabbed goodness. a rock. He killed Goliath. That's such a bad joke. I can't believe people are listening to this. Anyway, it debuted and it was, guess what? It got panned yeah, it by did. everyone. <laughs> it finished third in the box office. It had a Super Bowl commercial And has been absolutely everywhere. Why do you think that it didn't do so well? They spent $125 million making this movie. And I don't know if that includes promotion or not. It looked like, you know, they invested a ton of money in it. And the whole premise of this is, can the Dwayne Johnson brand carry a movie? Kind of like, you know, the action stars of the past where it was, well, it was Dwayne Mm. in San Andreas a couple of years ago. It It was just him. I don't remember what San Andreas is. Me neither. Never saw it. But it was like an action movie that was just Dwayne Johnson. So they thought, you know what? Let's put him in another movie. And this is a big deal for him because if it succeeds, then he wins. Yeah, then he's a new action star. But to me, it felt like, yeah, the 80s and 90s, you had Bruce Willis. And he could do Die Hard 18 in that time frame. And people would just go and keep watching it because that what was in. But now... It's Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme. You had all these action stars. And that was the thing. Yeah. But they're building this movie saying... Oh, we, we didn't think it did very well because it was up against all these other sequels. Hotel Transylvania 3? 3. It was up by uh, Sicario, still in theaters. Incredibles 2, still in theaters. Jurassic Park. Whatever, World's, Ant-Man and the, the Watch. It can't be serious. Have you seen the first one? No! It's better than it sounds. <laughs> a, a guy whose superpowers being an ant? Yeah. Well, the first time I heard about it, I thought, oh my goodness, Marvel is out of ideas. Then I somehow found my way to the movie theater to watch Ant-Man. Maybe it's because Paul Rudd's in it and he makes me laugh, but it was it was fun. Do you know how many ants I can destroy with one fell swoop of my foot? I don't care. A lot. You can't kill- I'm not afraid of an ant man. Yeah, you should be. No. Yeah, he's a superhero. Oh my goodness. They tag that on everything now. I don't I, know, I'm a superhero. I don't know what the watch is. you know why? Does. You? Yeah. Because you talk too much. Yeah. It's your skill. It's a superpower. It's not. It's a, it's I'd a detriment. I have more chance of destroying a human being with my voice than an ant would. No. Yes. No, you don't. If he was Ant Man and he turned into like a colony of ants, maybe we're on to something. I'm actually not going to debate this anymore until you watch the movie and have something to talk about. I will never watch the movie. You're lost. So, how long have you been Ant Man again? Not long and just sort of happened. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's awesome. No, it's funny because it's similar to how Transformers, I feel like kind of ruined every, where the first one was kind of neat cuz it was like this over the top action. Yeah, giant robots you're like, fighting. It was kind of fun and so extreme, but by the 4th or 5th one, I think they tired out all of humanity on over the top action. They're like, we actually need some story. <laughs> And I feel like that's a problem with Skyscraper. Not having seen it, just my impression of it. Yeah, and the fact that that's all it was, was Skyscraper. Like, who's going to get excited about a movie called Skyscraper? And what bugged me was, the article I read on Business Insider was just kind of finding loopholes for why this didn't succeed. Oh, it was up against a tough a no. tough audience on on the weekend where there's lots of other movies. No. Like, no, like the movie doesn't seem interesting. Right. If it seems very one-dimensional. Oh, they're locked in a Skyscraper and there's fire. Anyway, we'll find out if it's a real flop, next weekend on Friday it debuts in China and I would fully expect it not to do well and then Dwayne Johnson is no longer Dwayne Johnson yeah it's tough hey one movie like again where the whole movie is hey you want to see Dwayne Johnson no longer called the rock do cool things I never actually thought about it in the sense of this guy's brand is on the line if this does poorly and they've invested 100 over 100 million dollars in this in this thing with him you could lose big I, you know what? It's interesting to think about movie theaters, too. The problem with movie theaters is people get mad at you if you pull out your phone in the movie theater. Yeah, because it's a dumb idea. But now the movies actually have to be good. Netflix, it's fine. You, you put a movie on Netflix and if you don't really love it, you can be on your phone half the time anyway and it's kind of just like background noise. But in the theater, it actually has to hold your attention, which is unlike anything else anywhere. Yeah, and I feel like we're getting more selective as a species for these movies we be watch. As a species? We, yeah, we go and like, I, listen, Skyscraper does not cut it for me, but I'll go see something interesting like A Quiet Place in the theaters oh my because it's it's interesting and it's different. Whereas if you're not as good as Game of Thrones or what they're showing on HBO, yeah. I'm not going to go watch that stuff. And that's like, that's I guess exciting, but also story because lots of that stuff is based off of books which have actual stories. Yeah, and just this being at a different time, but Game of Thrones is is lukewarm to me. It's way too hype. How out. much of it have you seen? Uh, I've seen a lot of it, and I've read the books. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, I don't know that there's many better shows on TV. Yeah, that's the problem. People are like, oh, it's amazing. I'm like, it's actually not, it's fine. Yeah, but we could go all go into the power of expectations was your expectations were high because you read the books. No, I didn't. The books were fine. Everyone just thinks it's cool because they kill a lot of the main characters. Like, wow, it's never been done yeah, before. Yeah, well, Walking Dead. Like, who cares? Remember, remember when shows used to be, like, did you watch The Walking Dead? Uh, I've seen some episodes, but I didn't follow no. it. Like, early on, The Walking Dead, like, it has been a long time since I've gotten jazzed every week, week to watch the new one of something. Right. Since uh, for me, it's like Boy Meets World. I wanted to see what Corey was going to do that week. Mr. Feeney, Topanga, it's crazy. You're the Well, I mean, you can't deny it. You were there, too. I know. I never watched Boy Meets World. When Topanga got her makeover, I was like, I am in love. It was the first time in my life I fell in love that I can remember. You are talking about a movie where her name was Topanga? A TV show. Yes, her name's Topanga. And I have a friend who's going to have a daughter no. one day and going to call her Topanga in honor of Topanga. Okay, but like, what? what's the joke there? I don't get it. What do you mean? Why would she be named Topanga? I don't know. I don't remember the history of why her Like parents... To me, that sounds like a gorilla name. Well, it might be. This cool gorilla's named Topanga. No, the best, the best grill ever. Yeah, was here Harambe. we go. <laughs> okay, here anyway, we go. We'll move off Harambe. Uh, anyway, so skyscraper sucked. Surprise, surprise. As well, we covered a thing called uh, Plane Bay. Remember this? Plane Bay. Yeah, the story of the couple who met on an airplane after this. You know, a couple asked them to switch seats so they could sit beside each other, and they made the joke about how, hey, maybe you'll meet your future soulmate. This couple sat down and they documented the whole plane ride, and it like got retweeted like millions of times. It was. It was insane watching it on the internet because on, on my Twitter feed, almost everyone I knew, especially those that are journalists, were retweeting this story of this yeah. person documenting these this, this what they dubbed a love story of these two strangers. And the story goes that you know they meet next to each other, they, they hit it off, they have a lot of the same interests, mm-hmm. they go to the washroom at the same time, which is kind of crazy that they're on the same like washroom cycle. Well, I mean, if they had coffee at the same time, you know, it could hit you you know around totally. the same time. No, and- I- And I don't believe in coincidence, so that's kind of neat that that happened. And anyway, they hit it off, and they seemed to kind of, like, you know, be into one another. The whole thing was documented through Instagram stories, and people loved it. Because also, the narrators who are telling us the story... Yeah, they were fun. They were fun, outgoing, and they even documented days after it. So, it kind of went nuts, actually. Yeah, and and the guy who was in the story, this mystery guy, he kind of came out, and he he gave himself the nickname Plain Bay. Which is smart. It's good marketing. and he's kind of been, like, playing off of it and getting a bunch of attention and being able to do it. But the, the woman in the story, not a fan. Man. Yeah, so she, throughout the whole thing, was kind of like, I, I don't need to be a part of this. No one knew her name. No one really knew anything about her other than that you couldn't get a hold of her. Well, then Plane Bay went on the internet and said, hey, just so you guys know... Helen doesn't want to be involved in this, so let's just give her some space. Well, guess what, Plain Bay? Oh no! We didn't know her name was Helen for yeah. one thing, and then if you know the internet, you give us oh boy, blood. Yeah, and they they just went for it, and of course they found. I saw a picture of someone who found her Instagram account and pieced together what she was wearing in three different photos, being oh, like, "I think I goodness. found her." Anyway, the internet's amazing. I love crowdsourcing things. And so anyway, she was not happy about this. Yeah, her lawyer had to release a statement basically saying she wants no part of this. She wants to go back to being anonymous. Please leave her alone. She doesn't want to talk to you. And it begs an interesting question, which is, do you have any rights to your own privacy? Yeah, and it's kind of a weird thing we need to talk about because I respect the fact that she doesn't want to be recorded and have this all the media attention and her social media accounts and people apparently were being really rude to her and harassing her. Uh, as she says, and I'm sure they said awful things because it's the internet and it's mm-hmm. anonymous, and you can yeah, do whatever sure. you want. But it's like to me, I'm like, yeah, like just just lock down your accounts. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like, because I mean, you shouldn't be harassed on the internet for one thing. You shouldn't be. But, but there are there are safeguards in place to keep you from that. What? Like what? Like locking down your account, make them private. I guess. So suddenly now she's having to change her whole world because somebody without her permission documented her on a plane. Yeah. I'm saying, like, it's not it's not ideal, but I'm saying that she can control that. She can, but should she have to? No, but it's a ridiculous question. Like, What like, do you mean it's a ridiculous question? The, the, the internet doesn't follow any rules, man. Well, this woman who is right behind her, who is like a writer or journal, like... She's something. Something. She just potentially, not ruin this woman's life, but put a big dip in it. Crazy, of things right? she didn't want, and it's it's how selfish is she to try and say I'm gonna make a story of this and I'm gonna run with this story? It's not gonna cost me anything really at that time anyway because I'm just documenting this and I'm following up. And she became like this the journalist for this story. And then like full circle had to come out and say, "Oh my yeah. goodness, I made a huge mistake and I apologize for, you know, for yeah. ruining Helen's life." Yeah, but I don't think she was trying to be selfish. I think she was telling a great story that millions of people love the story. It was a great wild and amazing story. She just didn't think through to the end, which I don't know that I would have thought through and thought, "Oh man, this is where it's going to go and this is how it's going to end." Yeah, which I mean, you don't think through a lot, but like yeah, for this story and there wasn't even no romance. Like apparently it's not even a thing anymore, but what I don't get is how Plain Bay, I think his name's Evan, can get out there and have a great time in the media and be on Ellen and that sort of thing. And Helen doesn't have a good time. Helen's the, the woman who's hiding. And it's like, people are seeing it's a gender thing where the, the men get treated differently than the women. And I can't actually, I mean, yeah, We know it happened. But in this instance, I can't actually say that without knowing... Yeah, I don't know the details of it. But to me, it could, it could absolutely be that. I'm not going to discount that or discredit that. Some of it could be personality too. Like even the woman who documented the story, she would probably go, if somebody did this to me, I'd love that. Like it'd be funny. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like for me, if somebody wanted to do that. I mean, the thing I worry about is I'm like... I, at times, could be caught picking my nose. And somebody will take a photo of that, put that on the internet, and like we're ruined forever. We're ruined forever? Yeah, for sure. You and me? Yeah, we're sunk. Because be like, Justin's a nose picker. No, not handle it. We already would assume that about you. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I don't think people really think through, though, is the impact of, I'm going to you air quotes here, you can't see this, is fame. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this woman had fame thrust upon her, whether it's 15 minutes or, or other, had fame thrust upon her, Ooh. and she can't, she can't say yes or no to it. She didn't ask for it. Yeah, for sure. And what we, what we miss is the fact that, yeah, there's a social media accounts, but she said actually it's affecting her job. Mm-hmm. People are calling her work a business. They're, they're trying to find out where she lives. And I think the internet loves, not a witch hunt in this case, but they love a, a, a story where they can, you know, try to uncover clues to things. Yeah, it's like a giant puzzle that somebody got to solve. And it can be kind of fun. I don't know if you've ever, like, been in a workplace... And you hear the first name of the person who got hired. And maybe you find out where they were before. And then you're on this like big, you're on LinkedIn, you're on Facebook, and you're trying to figure out who are they and how many other people do I know because I'm going to be working with this person. You can get like caught in this crazy circle of trying to like creep somebody a little bit. But you've ever walked through in your mind what it would be like to go to a grocery store and be harassed all the time by people saying, hey, can I get your autograph? Can I get yeah. a selfie? Can I get this? Oh, you're eating seedless watermelon? You probably shouldn't do that. There's a lot of GMO in that or, or whatever it is. And you actually have no opinion that is your own and you didn't ask for it. A lot of people that are yeah. famous ask for it. Yeah, that's They don't the count the consequences. But in this case, it's like, hey, guess what? Your life is no longer your own. Your privacy is no longer your own. You don't get to pick. And for, I think, a lot of celebrities that are at that level, they have revenue streams to at least be able to help offset, whether they hire somebody to do the grocery shopping for them because they need to or else they would never be able to do anything. Okay, so final question on this topic is this. Is it her fault for not taking advantage of it? Is that just the world we live in to say, listen, you, your privacy is actually no longer your own. You're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you're on Twitter. You're giving up your privacy in today's day and age. If you live in the UK, they have cameras everywhere. You don't get privacy. You trade privacy for safety. So is it is it her fault for not adapting to the world we live in? Has Have those rules changed? Or is it the internet's fault? Because I don't think the internet's coming back. I, think, I don't think it's going to take it back and say, hey, listen, in the future, we'll be way better off. No, I don't think the internet's going to change. But I think that's a, the struggle you have now is you cannot afford to ever say anything that is deemed offensive. In the sense of you could be having a conversation on an airplane, you think is completely private, and you don't realize a person stuck their phone between the seats and is recording your conversation. Dun, dun, dun Unless your name is Donald Trump and you can say whatever you want apparently get away with it. But you know, but that like that's the that's the challenge of the world that we live in is at some point probably everything is going to be recorded mm-hmm. and you could be on the hook for anything that you ever say. And so now is a time, I would say a warning if you're listening to this podcast, you actually need to clean up what you talk about and realize sometimes it's not worth the risk verbalizing even what you're thinking which is crazy yeah and that's you know a way bigger topic that we can get into but first i want to get into some comments Heather says, when you're internet famous, people get crazy. I've heard stories of people showing up to YouTubers' houses. Funny story off of this. I think we're going to talk about this a little bit. How about YouTuber is the new rock star, um, and this guy who has a million followers. But when he blew up on Christmas Day at like 6.30 in the morning, uh, somebody rang the doorbells, mom answered the door. And this kid who was like, I don't know, like, 11 said hey is so and so here whatever his name was and she was like yeah and he's like can we talk to him no and slammed the door they were eating Christmas dinner and there was a whole bunch of people peering through their windows of their house that watching so the meat Christmas dinner. <laughs> That's fame for you. That is so weird. Weird. Just go on Big Brother then if you want that or if you don't want that. Anyway, uh, speaking of fame though, our good friend Kylie Jenner, we talked about this uh, a couple episodes ago. She's almost a billionaire. I'm going to say it, a self-made billionaire because people hate that but you now she, <laughs> oh, she's making people herself. People are getting so mad at the term self-made which again, self-made is the difference between somebody who was born purely into the money where they got an inheritance of a billion dollars that isn't necessarily self-made. Now people are saying there's no way she's self-made because her family is always, obviously very influential. They have a ton of power in different things, but there is something to be said where she has other siblings and she's worth a lot more than all of them. I think all of them even combined. So she is doing some things right. Yeah, and I'm very sympathetic for Kylie. Like, just let Kylie have it. She worked hard for it. She made it. She's self-made. She's an entrepreneur. Let's cheer her on. Why do we got to hate? What do we got to hate Kylie for? Do you think that she would be where she's at today if she was born to a no-name? fathomely in the middle of nowhere probably not but she could that's the american dream right i mean we all have had supports in our life or things working against us that made us stronger like that sort of thing we we're all self-made in a way and i mean i think we're all products of our environment which is why i support this gofundme which is to get her to become the youngest self-made billionaire by raising the extra $100 million? Yeah, that is that is a real thing that's taking place. So people were, just, were doing it on, like as a joke on Twitter, saying, hey, we should start a GoFundMe. And people are saying, yeah, I won't give my child support payments uh, to my child. I'm going to give them to Kylie because this is so important. We need to make this happen. Well, and then, of course, it, it did happen. Oh, no. And guess how much money they've raised? Uh, I would hope that they've raised about $8, but I have a feeling it's going to be like actually like a reasonable, sum of money. Yeah, it is, uh, well, $1,883 for the goal of $100 million to this day. So it's, it's just a joke. People are giving $5. $5 um, yeah. You know the guy Fat Jew? He's a content creator. Is he actually who started it? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Well, because for him, I think it's yeah, just like, sure. hey, this is easy. He's on business inside. He's all over the internet now because he, he did this. Someone gave $100 to this. And here's SEO $100? Yeah. Oh, man. Now, a lot of people are using his advertising. but sure. uh it made me laugh. I mean, she's yeah, going to be a billionaire anyway in six months. So It's a funny thing to do. But you know what we got to say to you, Kylie Jenner? Go fund yourself. Go fund yourself. And I think she probably will. Yeah, I think she's doing just fine at that. So, Okay, so let's get into the the new news. The new news. We're putting the new back in news. Hey, did you hear this story about a murder mystery that was solved because the police were watching an old episode of CSI and it helped them crack the case? This is the weirdest thing I've read in a while. The Uh, weirdest thing. Basically, what happened was there was a guy who uh, was found murdered in his home, you know, I don't know, years ago. And the police couldn't solve, like, they couldn't find the murder weapon. They couldn't find, like, a perpetrator or somebody, you know. They couldn't figure it out until there was an old episode of CSI where in the episode, what the person did was they basically bought a whole bunch of big helium balloons and attached the gun to it, killed themselves, and then let the helium balloons take the murder weapon far, far away that they could never find. Well, guess what? That happened. That happened to someone, I don't know where it was, but To me, I'm like, okay, hold on a second. The detectives and the cops of this place are relying on CSI to solve mysteries for them. I'm like, what kind of demented CSI writer team is actually coming up with these, like, crazy things? I went the other way, and I said, what kind of detective team doesn't know how to, like, think outside the box and go, hey, this is how it happened? Well, that's a bit of a random thing, don't you think? I think it's possible, but, like, maybe I just give too much credit to Sherlock, and I watch I watch, what's his face? Robert Downey Jr. just solve Uh, these problems by looking at something and going, here's how what happened that's because that's not real, Greg. Well, I mean, it's kind of real. It's a book. What do you mean it's kind of real? No, it's a book. It's It's a down. fictitious book. I know, but it's based on a true story. What do you mean it's based on? It's based on a person who shared the same name. Yeah. And profession. True story. Not Matt? a true story. So anyway, they went and basically started looking through his past things. It's like, oh, he had bought helium balloons. He had contacted the helium balloon guys to ask all sorts of questions about the way that it worked. He made a bunch of big life insurance payments, and then he was looking into his life insurance payments to find out if it covered suicide and all these different things. They're basically able to piece together and go, there was no murder. It was suicide. So now he's going to have to give back all that money or whoever took that money because the insurance is going to cover that. Well, it depends whether they cover that or not. No, no, there's no way. Like the, the insurance won't cover suicide because people just kill themselves and give the money, right? But it would cover murder because he's yep. he, he done. So now he's in a situation where whoever got that money is going to make because we all know insurance companies. Oh yeah, for sure. They're coming after them. I mean, God bless insurance companies because you have, you've got a job that is important, but I don't think I've heard a lot of people... Have have to make an insurance claim and be happy about it. I think the thing that's funny about insurance is this promise of taking stress off of your life. You know, hey, I have life insurance for me and my family. My family's going to be okay. Except every time we actually have to make an insurance claim, that's when the stress kicks back in because you're like... There's so many loopholes for them to get out of this. I'm so nervous they're going to find a way out of this. Yeah, the whole thing's loopholes. It feels like where it's like, wait a minute, if you got if it made this claim on a Wednesday, sorry, we only yeah. covered claims on Tuesday. You were Thursday. wearing a blue shirt when that happens, and the rules strictly say no blue shirts. I know a lot of people that have car insurance in Alberta, the the province next to us, a little bit west, and they will pay out of their pocket to not claim it in insurance because it costs so much money. So like basically, yeah. if they claim it, yeah, it's cheaper, but then their insurance premiums go yeah, it's like, through the roof. Okay, I got a thousand deductible. And now I'm paying an extra $800 a year for the next 10 years. And that's like, you know, $9,000 to fix a $3,500 accident. I'll just pay the money. Yeah. So what's the point? Right. Not supposed to work like that. But at the end of the day, at least we know Sherlock exists and that, uh, that CSI is helping solve problems. I just wonder if that unit in that police department isn't like, all right, let's bring out all the unsolved cases. We're going to dial up all 86 seasons of CSI, CSI Miami, oh, CSI Cambucha, CSI wherever. Watch them all back-to-back and see if we can solve these. Right, what are you doing? Well, we're doing police research today. For sure. I would do that for a week, watch all the CSIs. That used to be the show, though, right? Where, where like, the the crime would happen and they would zoom in and get really close and do some kind of weird CGI stuff. It's still, like, one of the most popular, like, one one of them is always, like, one of the most popular shows, or NCIS, which is the whole other, like, spinoff. Can we back up a second? Yeah. You've never watched it? No. You've never been curious enough to watch one episode of CSI. I've probably seen four minutes of a CSI episode. You need to go watch one. Why? Because it's a cultural thing. You can't talk about Just CSI without knowing some, what it no, is. I, I set culture. I don't watch culture. One, you don't. You're trying to. But you need to watch CSI. Just watch one episode, no, not Miami. No, no, I don't. Why not Miami? Because uh, the main character in it, like the David Oh, Topanga. No, the main character. CSI guy Topanga. Classes, he goes, he's got this thing where he's... <laughs> Anyway, I'll put it in the podcast. But he just quotes and it's like, mm, it's too much. Drive by Miami Star. Watch the original CSI one episode. No. All right. Lame. You're a Anyway, our good friend Donald Trump is traveling the world. And I know we don't talk politics, but we do talk culture on this show. Okay, sure. So he, right, I think today he's meeting his good friend uh, Rasputin or what's his name? Putin? Putin? Yeah. Vladimir Putin. But he also stopped by uh, Buckingham Palace on his way there. <laughs> he made a stop to... Uh, Hanging with the queen, and boy, did he make some faux pas. So if you missed it, and you probably didn't, but he walked in front of the queen and kind of cut her off, and then at different points, he he left her walking. She's like 92 years old. This was after he was 12 minutes late to meet her, where she was standing outside for 12 minutes waiting for Don John to show up. So 12 minutes late to that, they go for a little walk. He's walking in front of her all the time. Then he like cuts in front of her, stops because he's like not looking the right way and different things. And she has to like stop and like walk around him. She's 92 years old, struggling to keep up to Don John. It's wild. It's insane. And, and I actually heard that Prince Charles said he wasn't going to be there. So she was by herself for this. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Chuck. I didn't hear it was 12 minutes late. And normally I'm like, well, traffic. But when you're the president of the United States, yeah. People and move you're out of the way for the you. Queen. People move out of the way for you. You should be Here here's what I'm trying to figure out cuz the other thing that he was famous for was the handshakes. Remember he always do these he's handshakes and he like pulling people off. Is I'm trying to figure out with the queen whether he's that aloof that he didn't notice or whether he knows exactly what he's doing and he's just poking the political bears. This is what I can't figure out with Donald Trump. Is are you actually as narcissistic and like sociopathic as you're portrayed in the media? Or are you this brilliant guy? And I, the, the longer I watch it, the more I think he's a sociopath and just is so ignorant and aloof to the way things work and just doesn't care. He's just going to go and continue to be ignorant toward everything. We have this idea in society that certain people are far more important than other people. And even like the queen, she's sacred. Hold on, yeah. Let's, let's, not, let's be careful here. The queen is more important than almost everyone else on the planet. It's the queen. I understand she has no real power, but come on, some things are sacred. What makes her more important than a kid growing up in a hut in the middle of nowhere? She's the queen of England. Yeah, what does that mean? It means she's the head of the monarchy. Her value as a person is no different than any other person on the planet. Okay, if you really want nitty-gritty, then sure, we're all humans and we're all equals, but she's the queen. So to me, it's kind of entertaining for somebody to go like, I don't care, I'll give you a handshake. Like there was an Australian prime minister. It was Australian prime minister, Australian some politician who, in some case, he put his hand on the queen's lower back, and people roasted him. Like they were calling him, they had some kind of like lizard nickname, and he it was like political suicide because he put his hand on the queen's back. Yeah, I mean, and if it's if it's unintentional, I understand that. I have a lot of grace for it because who who actually can figure out all these the the, the way the world works? But, like, yeah, you, you there's so this, many like, that. but the, the, the Donald Trump is. He's in. He, I guess. You know, I I, can't here's talk about the thing. It. You are saying that you get it if it's unintentional, which this guy it seemed like he was unintentional, and the world roasts him and tears him down because he disrespected the queen, which he wasn't meaning to disrespect her. He just didn't follow the billion things of protocol. So Don John goes in there and says, "Hey, there's all this ridiculous protocol. I'm just going to prod this a little bit and go, hey, 'Hey, I'm messing with the protocol.' No, no, it's what not. Do you mean, no? He doesn't even know where he is. He's just like, I'm." I am the greatest thing to ever happen to the world and I'm going to do my thing and the queen should bow down to me. It's insane to me. I mean, I, I'm actually, I'm so fascinated to be like 30 years down the road when a whole bunch more stuff comes out and we actually get to figure out what the heck is going on. I don't know if we ever will. I, I think we're living in this time well, where well, it's isn't just it like, 50 years and then they like release the files? Oh, the, f- the files about like the aliens and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe, maybe. Men in Black, you ever seen it? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Hold on, have you seen Men in Black? I have. Wow. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to see you getting out. I a think bit more. I might have even seen the second one. <laughs> Isn't there three? Probably. You haven't seen the third one? No, I don't think so. Oh my goodness. Anyway, I don't want to talk about John Join anymore because we don't talk politics on this podcast, but we had to this one because he offended the Queen. Oh, it's just cultural. Is is he t- is he tearing down cultural things that need to be torn down? I will say this: the outrage. Is a bit overblown, right? It's a bit overblown. Like, wow. Well, there's a bit of history there, right? People are outraged at him for a lot of things. But at the same time, I'm like, really? Like any person with common sense should have a better idea of how to conduct yourself there. Any person. I could put your two-year-old son there, and he'd be like, he would fare better than Donald Trump did. Because he'd be like, wow, like everyone's staring at the queen. I probably should stay in line with her. Anyway. Fascinating world we live in. Uh, this is something I want to go to the audience for, because I read a story on the weekend... Uh, This is like just happened to a person. They're going out for uh, dinner at a restaurant. And the restaurant closed at, let's say, 10 a.m. Or 10 p.m. Okay. And the question was, when you go to a restaurant late Mm -hmm. and it's close to closing. Oh, close to closing. Yeah. So so, So let's say like 15 to 10 minutes before the restaurant actually closes. 15 to 10. 10 to 15, whatever. Sure. It's the same thing. So like 945. Yeah, stay with me. To 950. If you walk in there. Are you entitled as a customer? Is, is it not entitled, but I, you obviously are. Is it kosher for you to ask for a full meal? Because you're closing in 10 minutes, right? You're still technically open. Last calls in 10 minutes right. regardless. But like, if you walked in and said, hey, can I get a, a, a set of baby back ribs and uh, another roasted chicken, is that okay for you to do? Because people were debating this on Facebook, saying yes, no, and I want to know where, you, where do you fall on it. So the argument is, if I show up at 9.50... The kitchen is probably wound down already. They're cleaning up, you know, so you shouldn't order something because it's 10 minutes to close. Yeah, people are saying you're a huge douchebag. If you walk into a restaurant when everyone is almost ready to go home, there's no one else in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. You walk in and say, hey, I want to order a massive spread. They're saying don't do it. But isn't the restaurant open? Yeah. So there's people on both sides of this argument. People saying don't do it. And people saying, listen, if it was your restaurant, don't you think you'd do it? Like, if you were the one working your restaurant, you would probably serve that person as a customer. Yeah. I mean, if it was my restaurant, if I'm open, I'm going to serve them. Like, I get like, okay, if it's 10 o'clock and people want to go home, your staff want to go home because it's 10 o'clock, then what you do is you close at 930 and you let them clean up and go home. But if your hours, you're saying like change the hours? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, you can't really do that. I mean, What do you mean you can't do that? I I was a manager of a restaurant, and I I got my job as a manager because the manager before me was closing the restaurant half an hour early. And people would drive by and be like, hey, it's 9.45, and I can't get in here. And they closed, and so she, she got fired. So my job was to adhere to the script and stay up until 10. And guess what? It almost never happened. But I said, listen, guys, I understand it's inconvenient. One, you're getting paid for this. Right, it's your job. Two, it's your job. Like, you're getting paid, and I understand, like, you're going to be here probably half an hour to 45 minutes later. One, I'm going to make sure you're paid for that. Absolutely. Two, cook the meal. Like, and I think that sometimes we, we think that you're a douchebag if you walk in late. But what if you're a pilot and your plane gets in and you have nowhere else to eat? And it's like, hey, can I get something to eat? Because everywhere else is closed. You'd be doing me a solid to help me out here. Also, you are open until a certain time. Now, I guess that means to be, we just need to change the rules on this, which is you need to be out of this building by 10 p.m. If, if that's the way—that's what close means, and maybe that's just the difference there, is if you come in at 9.59 and order a meal, they close at 10, that means typically you might need to be out by 10. Yeah, but you, the closing so you procedures like, take time. You're going to be there for at least—if you're closing the restaurant, you're at least there, like maybe pay pay your bill. You can't right. get any more food after 10 p.m. I get that. Sure. But you can sit there until we're closed because it, I'm going to be here for at least an hour, an hour after. Yeah, I guess, and maybe that's maybe that's just the mind shift. Is you go like food cutoff times at nine thirty, we close at ten. You need to be out by ten. Okay, well, if that's what it is, say that's what it is. I was just so thrown off by people saying like you're a bad person if you walk in there with twenty minutes to go, like because you're 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 ruining these people's days. I'm yeah. like these people like this is their job. They can go somewhere else and work. And if the restaurant is open till 10, and this could be the problem, too. Maybe there's some restaurants who say, no, you guys get paid till 10. And if somebody shows up at 5-2, sorry, you got to serve them food. Well, no, it's on the owner to go, however late you guys have to stay. But there should be an expectation. The restaurant's open till 10. It's going to take us half an hour, or 45 minutes to finish cleaning up and closing up. So you guys get paid till 10.30 or 10.45 and you go home. Yeah, the expectation should be you get paid what you work. Absolutely. And if that's not the case, we got to call the cops on someone. Do you remember, though, you worked at McDonald's? Yep. Do you remember how... it was when you got to go home early. No. Did you ever like, there? I just remember there'd be days where you're trying to like get off early and it's like, you don't care. You're not getting paid for it. It's just this idea that, oh, I have to work. So I'm here at work and I just got off 45 minutes early today. Jackpot. Yeah, the mental preparation, you're prepared to work a five-hour shift and you work two and you're like, Oh my goodness. And it wasn't even like the lost money. It was like I get all this time yeah, back. You get all the free time back because it was like I was scheduled for an eight hour shift. I worked a three and I get to go off. I have five hours to do anything I want. I worked construction uh one summer and I remember we'd start at seven AM and I You Yeah I, worked. Construction. Yeah, I did work for PCL. We'll You're build, just throwing build. around the word worked. No, I. I mean, we built concrete bridges. I was. Yeah, uh, we did on the concrete team. Yeah, I was amazing. People Didn't loved you just me. sit in a truck? Uh, my first day. Yeah, so they thought I was the boss. So the this guy Bruce, he was high up in PCL, which is like a I think it's a global company, a yeah, massive construction company. He was high up in there, and so he got me my job. So somewhere through all that story, they thought I was Bruce's son, <laughs> right? Because I was expecting the worst. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a thin guy. I, I don't really talk too loud. I show up for work and they're treating me like royalty to the point of we had to go clean this retaining wall for my first like two or three days. Yeah. And my boss, my manager would say, hey, Greg, just move the truck forward when I'm done cleaning the wall. And I was so confused because I'm getting paid eight hour shifts at, at the time it was $16 an hour yeah, to listen money. to the radio while my boss cleaned oh, the retaining so wall. Funny. And it didn't come out. I worked there for four months. It didn't come out. It went back to school. Until like the last few weeks, they're like, wait a minute, you're not Bruce's son? And I'm like, no, no. you guys, we have different last names. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even related to him. They're like, I can't believe I let you off so easily. <laughs> so that was just, you know, the best grace in the world. Because I made good money. So you didn't work construction? No, I no. You I, sat in a truck? I was a regular guy after those first three days. So I did everything else. But they didn't like initiate me or, or roast oh. me, that sort of thing. Thank goodness. Anyway, yeah. But anyway, my story was... There was one day I had to get to work and I my boss called me right before I woke up or was ready, ready to wake up about half an hour before work and said, hey, guess what? Don't come into work today. Like the mud, it just rain it last night so we can't actually work. And so I was so excited, one, not to get paid, but to sleep in. One of the best tips of my life, I still remember. It. it was like 15 years ago. 15 years ago. You remember sleeping in on that day? Yeah. And it rained. I can remember it. Wow. Yeah, it was a good day. Okay, I know we talked a lot about politics already, but this one is way too funny. So a, a few... Things ago, we talked about Sasha Baron Cohen having a new show, Borat, Ali G, uh, Bruno. He's doing a new one with politics where he's he pretends to be this mm-hmm. uh, injured war veteran and interviews people in, in in politics. Yeah, we talked about Sarah Palin was mad because he tried to interview her and she like stormed off the set and was set up and kind of fell for, you know, it being a real show when it's it's not. Yeah, and so the show debuted last night and there are clips coming out on the internet now and it's it's wilder than my already creative imagination. What What is happening in this show? You, I, do you I, watch the clip? I, I watched the clip. I think we'll roll a few seconds of it here. Yeah, we'll do it right now. The, the, you want me to say on television that I support three and four-year-olds for firearms? Is that what you're asking me to do? Uh, yes. Hmm. You can do typically members the, of Congress don't just hear a story about a program and then indicate whether they support it or not. I support the kindergarten program. Mm-hmm. covers are pure uncorrupted by fake news or homosexuality. They don't worry if it's politically correct to shoot a mentally deranged gunman, they'll just do it. The science behind this program is proven. At age four, a child processes images 80% faster than an adult, meaning that essentially, like owls, they can see in slow motion. Children under five also have elevated levels of the pheromone Blink-182, produced by the part of the liver known as the rita Ara. This allows nerve reflexes to travel along the Cardi B neural pathway. There are people saying we should arm three and four to 12-year-olds with guns. Yeah, they're saying that. And then there's one guy who quotes uh, Cardi B. and oh, yeah, That was a funny bit. And it's like you see these politicians who are in charge of the government who make sweeping decisions for how society is governed in in America, and they're talking about arming three- to five-year-olds. But didn't you smell that? Didn't you smell it in the clip? Something's something's wrong there, because you could tell they were reading off a teleprompter, because that guy is talking about, yeah, he's throwing in, like, Cardi B and all these, like, pop-cultural references. They're reading off a teleprompter. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what the gag is because it's not that they're saying that. They they said it. The words came out of their mouth because for some reason they read it off a teleprompter. But what? why were they doing that? That's what I want to know. Because they don't know any better. They support the initiative and say, okay, hey, listen, if you support this initiative, just read these lines so we can have it on camera to use for a promotional video. But my question is, in a small business, in, a, in a, any small business, if you're a young person, they'd say hey you're a young person you're going to run social media for for the small business sure okay you're the millennial you know youtube yep. you know facebook you know snapchat we need you to go be relevant in this area and i know this in politics that they always have like the interns that are younger to be like hey is this kosher is this cool right. is, is this okay where are the young people that are saying, wait a minute this doesn't make any sense yeah cuz i i just like I, I watch it, you sniff it on, you're like, something is something is wrong here. And some reason they didn't get that something is wrong here. Maybe they thought these were people like lined up with them and they trusted them and they gained their trust. But I'm like, this is the internet. You can't afford to say anything that you don't want to back up. And those statements that they were reading are just insane. And the thing that's wrong with it is the fact that one, it can happen so easily. Now, the problem I have is that you've got a guy like Sasha Baron Cohen who's setting this up, and it seems like these people, it is their ideas and their policies and their things. Now, they're saying it, but I don't know. Like, it's just it's weird. It's entertainment journalism. He'll get the clips, and nothing will obviously come out of it because it's a crazy idea. And if you actually explain it to these politicians and said, hey, this is the way it works, they would say, of course not. But where is the foresight from these people to to know that, hey, wait a minute, I'm actually right now reading this teleprompter that's endorsing me to give guns to five-year-olds. And and where are the people... Beside them going, whoa, whoa, we're going to cut this off. Because the problem that can be, if if you've never read a teleprompter, is you're thinking about delivery, you're thinking about a lot of other things, as opposed to being able to vet the message that is being read to you. And you're, those guys are used to having speech writers and they trust their speech writers and they just read it and their their emphasis is on delivering it well. And so I imagine they're focused on delivering it really well. Joel, Joel Walsh or whatever his name is, he's doing a great job delivering the lines. They're just crazy lines. Wouldn't you read it first though? To be you, like, hey, what am I reading? You would think so, but those guys move a mile a minute and they trust their speech writers. So for some reason, they got into a trust situation, but where are the people around them to go, I'm going to read this first? and I'm going to think if it's crazy, and before we do that, you're not going to read it until I've vetted this. I have next to zero grace for this. No. Next to zero grace for this. What the if f- they vetted it, and then they swapped in a different script? You could have, but then you'd be like, wait a minute, yeah, this is a different whoa, 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 script. This is a different script. What's going on? And somebody's like, no, no, hold on. It gets it gets there. No, no. Yeah, you would have some sort of rational common sense decision to be like, wait a minute, yeah, this doesn't pass my smell test. Right. And that's why um, <laughs> somebody's not, something smells off here, and I don't know what's going on, and I don't know the whole backstory, but you know, people are going to be outraged that these people are saying it. There's a bigger story here, but then there's an even bigger story, which is you have to be smarter in this new world than that. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I'm pumped because I get a new show to watch. I'm not going to watch it. You know, Allie G, Borat, Bruno. Like, it's, it's funny. Be so it's awkward. awkward. Can't it's It's unfortunate. It. And no one in their right mind is going to say at the end of this day, like, oh, who is it? Joe Walsh said this. Yeah. Like, you're a bad guy. Like, obviously, Some people will try to. I know they're already doing it's, it. It's just not going to stick hopefully because he's not going to if he stands by it we have another problem yeah for he, sure if he's like oh no i meant all that if they go no they they got me and here's the i think more stories will come out as this goes along but it'll be interesting to see so is it the new candid camera oh that's an interesting thought you're on candid camera cuz i love that show and it's kind of like are they mm. having fun because it's not like yeah anyway i think of just for laugh gags which is terrible Yeah, the editing is so weird in that show. Oh, it's just so disappointing when it's on TV. You're like, just for that. Oh, gags. Are you kidding me? No, I don't mind the gags. I just don't like the the weird acting and the unfortunate music in it. It could be so much better. It could be. Okay, last story of the day. Really? I want to get to Amazon Prime Day. And this podcast is between me and Amazon Prime Day. Fine, go ahead. The greatest Amazon shopping day of the year, and they just made it up. Amazon Prime Day. Yeah. If if you're not familiar with this, if you're not an Amazon Prime member, you don't buy stuff off Amazon, they have a day in the summertime, which is basically like Black Friday for Amazon customers, because they can. Yeah. They just put a bunch of things on sale and they just sell you know, out the internet. Millions of products are on sale and some of them are like good deals. And I've got a whole bunch of Amazon gift cards and I can't wait to see what's on there. You have like over $1,000 of Amazon gift cards. Yeah. So. I have this YouTube channel and, you know, I get commissions for people clicking on my links. Shameless plug JustinRebus.com. <laughs> if you want to know anything about cameras and vlogging and uh, anyway. So yeah, I have like $1,300 US in gift cards. And today I'm probably not going to spend any money. You know who, who my, else does that? Alibaba. Singles Day in China. The number one shopping day Singles online. Day. Singles Day. It's a day to celebrate being single. So they have like, they made up this day to celebrate being single, buy yourself something. And it's like the most massive day in China for online sales shopping, <laughs> bar none. I love marketers. Because people fall for it. They're like, Black Friday is a thing. We don't know why it's a thing. Hold it, on. I don't fall for it. If you're going to give me a deal on a specific day, I'm going to shop on that day. It's Singles Day. Let's celebrate being single. Yeah. like That's not me falling for by it. By I'm well aware stuff. that- could call it like black rhino day i'm like cool what what do i get for it not by oh, doing something meaningful in your life you get 50 percent. buy it, some stuff i will i'll buy it if it's on sale and i want it i'll buy okay. it okay thank you for putting it on sale <laughs> okay anyway well. final story of the day is this there's a new study out that we already knew about but maybe a lot of people don't when you were growing up you were a kid mm-hmm. in school Your kindergarten you're five to six years old and they said justin what do you want to be when you grow up what did you say and of green gable's husband Megan follows husband. No, Anne of Green Gables. You said that. No, oh. but that'd be funny. It'd be weird if you were five. Why? God, just you shouldn't be thinking about marriage when you're that young. Why? But a lot of time, I'm a long term planner. A, no, you're not. A lot of typical answers though are like firefighter, astronaut, doctor, all those sort yeah, of things. Yeah, policeman, professional athlete, basketball player. Yeah, like, you know, those like, are all typical answers. But it's changing quite quickly, and I'm not sure the world understands how fast it's changing. Mm-hmm, there was yeah. a recent study in uh, the UK. I think they interviewed 13,000 kids. Yeah. And number four on the list was a YouTuber slash gamer. Mm-hmm. And if you're a, a male, if you're a boy, it was number two yeah. on the list. That you wanted to be a YouTuber or a gamer when you grew up. Isn't that wild? It's terrifying to me. What do you mean terrifying? Because a lot of these other jobs gave back to society. Oh, sure. Well, these do too. No, they give us content. But it's like, hey, I want to be a firefighter. I want to save people's lives. I want to be a police. I want to I want to govern and do good things for society. I want to be a doctor. I want to save people's lives too. I want to be an astronaut. I want to explore the universe. I want to be a gamer because I want to build, like... No, it's the Great Wall of China in Minecraft. Everybody is getting bent out of shape. If they had said, oh, I want to be an actor, an entertainer, people would have been like, cool, I want to be a rock star. (laughs) Ha ha, that's cute, Johnny. Or I want to be, you know, any kind of, like personality, celebrity, a bas- professional basketball player, we all kind of applaud it and think it's cute and special. They're all on the list. I'm just saying like everything else on the list is going way further down the list now where our our society, we're growing up a, a generation of kids that just want to be for themselves. I want to be a gamer and play video games my it's entire It's not life. for yourself. Having a million subscribers is not for yourself. It totally is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Why do you do this? Why do I do what? This podcast C- right now. Because I do it love for making content. Yeah. It's all about me. Okay, well, we just lost all our viewers. I do it because I want to entertain people, make them laugh, enlighten them, and I really enjoy the creative effort of doing this. No, I have to say this because if I if I give in, I lose the argument. I know. I have you. Check. Mate. No. It's the same thing as being an artist. If you want to be an artist, I want to share my paintings with the world. I want to be the next Picasso. We would celebrate that. Yeah, we would. And this is a new form of art and entertainment that people don't understand, so they poo-poo all over it. No, it's it's not... I've already won. Explain to me to how you playing Fortnite for a living is the same as you being a firefighter and saving people's lives from a burning building. Greg, you're not a moron. There's no comparison there. What do you mean there's no comparison? Are you telling me that you playing video games for a living is the same thing as being a firefighter? Not the same thing. It's completely different. Not completely different. It's the, it's, it's, diff- it's, a, it's, it's different same, worlds. It's the same thing as being, okay, being an actor or being a musician. Yes, or being it is the a, same thing as those. Yes. But we're not talking about those. I'm talking about the things that give back to society that were on that list that are no longer there. So you're telling me artists and actors and entertainers don't give back to society? To an extent they do. Sure. But I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the firefighters, the ambulance, the the space people. The space people. I gave that to you. There's, There's, that's what, what I'm talking about. about. Don't they're, squirrel it to be uh, about no, actors. They We're are talking go, about the they actors. They are going to pursue their dreams of being YouTube entertainers. Narcissists. And after they get to 18 or 19, they're going to go, whoa, this is messed up. I'm going to go give back to the society and become a firefighter or a doctor or whoever else, make some real money, and have a normal life. No, they're not. They're saying, I want to no. be Logan Paul. I, How many kids become astronauts? How many kids say they wanted to be an astronaut and became an astronaut? Most of them. Hardly any. Instead, they became firefighters and assembly workers and doctors and whatever, normal people. do think there's a problem, though Kids of like... dream. When you're young... What's wrong with wanting dreaming? Wanting to give back to society Greg, versus... you're just trying to steal the dreams from the children. You're saying like, I grew up going, I want the world to be a better place. And you're like, no, no, no. I want the world to be about me. And I want people to watch Sorry. me on this platform and go, hey, you're, you're, you're do great. Do you think a six-year-old wanted to be a firefighter? Because they wanted to give back to society? Yeah. We viewed it as an honorable thing. No, they did because firefighters get to wear cool stuff, swing axes, shoot giant hoses, and look amazing, and save kittens from trees and get the girl in the end. And save people's lives, my It's friends. all selfish and self-focused because they're children. We are raising a generation of narcissists, and it's going to cost us in the long run. There will be no firefighters. Kids saw the kind of cars that doctors drive and went, I want to be a doctor. No, they're going to say to save lives. You're going to be like, hey, that building's on fire. Let me capture on Instagram stories just so I get a lot of views out of this and I feel good about myself. You know, that's true. You know, it's true. No. Yeah. The science is there with the dopamine. The like, oh, look science. Out. Look at, I got oh, all the, the, I got science. all the likes. Here we go. I got all the likes. I'm a viral sensation. I feel great about myself. Oh, wait a minute. I'm empty on the inside. I worry about our society. Well, you're an old curmudgeon who does not get the new world. Listen, I don't care what you say until you watch one episode of CSI. The question becomes, Alex, was the mob sent to draw us to the crime scene? Or sent to destroy it? And unless you do... No, you want to see depressing depravity? Watch CSI. What? You can't talk about that. It's celebrating depravity. You've never watched it. That's fine. I know what it's about. No. You know what you could be right now? You've never been a YouTube star and yet you're fine to tear him down. No, you're one of those guys that commentates... Hey, have you read my book? No, but here's what I think about the book that I haven't read. Yeah, because you can tell a lot by a cover. We got to Always go. judge a book by its we cover. We got to go. I apologize for that. Justin is uh, going to go wash. You need to repent. He's going to go wash his soul out. No. And uh, and then hopefully we can be back for episode seven or eight later in the week. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This has been uh, this has been unfortunate. No, it's been enlightening. You're welcome. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>